Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayana White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagen, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and you do not want to get between me and something that's big and sparkles. My name is Stephanie, and I am in gear. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the iZombie podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to uh, get another bonus episode out before the season two premiere. How are you feeling, Steph? <laughs> I am all set. My DVR is all ready, and I've I've got that anxious feeling yeah. every time fall comes around. What if I have like DVR conf- conflicts, mm-hmm. conflictions, and something doesn't record? What do I? Oh my God! What do I do? Mm-hmm. But now there's on demand. There's you know you go to the WB. Uh, I mean the WB, the CW website. Even the CW <laughs> player is terrible. Uh-huh. It crashes. It gets hung up. At least there's other options, but still, fall. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Let's go TV. Yay! Well, you know, (laughs) you're you're one of the hosts of a fan podcast, Rise Zombie. That 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 means you're not supposed to watch anything else. So I think you should clear your DVR (laughs) just in case. I mean, even on other days, just in case there's any interruption. (laughs) But I have this devotion to the CW. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you got you got rain coming back. You got rain. Vampire Diaries, Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's even uh, the originals, which is picking up a uh, Veronica Mars cast member. Did you hear about that? No. Who's that? Jason Doring is going to the originals. <gasps> I did hear that because I thought oh, maybe I need to watch the original. He is wonderful. He should be a star. That guy is yeah, fantastic. He's awesome. Uh, Rob Thomas, I, I gathered a quote from him from a TV line. He said that he was uh, he was kind of brokenhearted because he had been talking to Jason and trying to find some sort of like role for him. I'm not sure if he meant like a one-off or a recurring role on iZombie. Um, they should have made him uh, in Steve, uh, cast him in Stephen Weber's place. Mm. Even, you know, he's not old enough. To be, you know, like a CEO guy, but uh, I think they could have made it work. He could have been a headhunter, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this this is a great quote. Uh, Rob Thomas says, maybe they'll Bradley James him and he'll be available to us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the wound's still open, Rob. Come on. Pouring <laughs> <laughs> uh, salt in the wound. <laughs> Well, everybody, we're here to talk about uh, some iZombie news. Um, I actually got the DVD set, so I was going to tell you guys all about that. And uh, if you haven't looked at the show notes or our uh, key art this week, um, we're going to be talking about some Power Rangers (laughs) to uh, wrap up the show with. Um, Rose McIver was the Yellow Ranger in Power Rangers RPM. And uh, before she came to North America, yeah, yeah, I, I have no idea where it was filmed or anything. There is, oh, a, it was filmed like in New Zealand or Australia or wherever. That's true because there is a part where uh, uh, her character is like throwing a bunch of money, and it's definitely not American money. <laughs> <laughs> it's either fake money or it is New Zealand money or Australian money. 
Um, but so let's first get into some news. Um, I have a plot synopsis for the first episode, Grumpy Old Liv. Um, it says, Adam Rose guest stars. Liv consumes the brains of a cantankerous old man to help gain insight into his death. After receiving an anonymous call on the tipster hotline, Liv and Detective Babineau stop by the re- residence of Byron Thistlewaite's played by Adam Rose, <laughs> to question the mysterious caller. Meanwhile, Robbie suspects Major might be experiencing a side effect of the cure, and Liv pays Blaine a surprise visit. Um, directed by Michael Fields, written by Rob Thomas. So, yeah. Byron okay. Thistlewaite. <laughs> we talked about this last time. Yeah. Uh, Adam Rose was in Veronica Mars. He was in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And after looking him up, yeah, he's one of those guys. You've seen him in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, nice guy. Um, he even like retweeted one of our tweets on Twitter. So, Adam, if you're listening, thank you. Um, Thistlewaite, uh, Allie Jones pointed out in our iZombie Facebook group, which uh, you guys all should join if you want to uh, talk iZombie. And, you know, I post things in there all the time. Um, Allie Jones said uh, that the Thistlewaite is a surname from uh, Mr. Malcolm's List. Now, if you don't know about Mr. Malcolm's List, that is an audio production of a screenplay. Um, that was done on the Wolf Pop uh, Network's uh, podcast, The Blacklist Table Reads. And uh, one of the main stars of that uh, production was Rose McIver. She kind of did that during the summer. It's really good. Um, but there is a uh, there there is a person named, uh, I think it's Julia Thistlewaite in, in, the, uh, in the screenplay. Um, it wasn't Rose's character. Um, but yeah, Thistlewaite. <laughs> Thanks, Allie, for pointing that out. I totally, I was like, I, I was kind of thinking it was familiar, but I just was not remembering. Um, so if you want to hear some lovely rose in your earbuds, uh, check out uh, the Blacklist Table Reads. Uh, and this, like I said, the screen name screenplay is uh, Mr. Malcolm's List. Um, let's see, what else? Um, oh, yeah. Anything else pop out to you in that synopsis? It's all what synopsis? The one I just read. <laughs> um, yeah, so Major is getting that. Oh, yeah, so Major is. <laughs> he could be having like side effects. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't just reset back to normal. Once you've been a zombie, then what? how does that affect you? I, I wonder. That is scary. Yeah, exactly. Um, like we, we've heard about these side effects since the season finale. Uh, air there was you know talk of perhaps uh you know blaine and major getting this cure and having a side effect as a result so it's like they're cured but there's some sort of problem (laughs) i'm i'd love to theorize what that problem might be i'm i can't help but think of like you know you know you get injected with some sort of formula and it's like mad scientist stuff and um I can't help but think of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, what if Major is, I don't know, has like a, maybe a, a fight club thing going on <laughs> where uh, he's trying to hold us together and get over this whole Where he has betrayal. like an evil side. Yeah, but then he flips out at night and goes off and, you know, we also heard that he's going off and murdering zombies. So um, maybe he's going to do that. I don't know. 
I mean, what else? What other side effects could there be? Like bladder problems, or <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me. I have no imagination. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the like the different uh, genre things that I've seen over the years. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe maybe a split personality. Maybe uh, maybe he just like has anger issues. Like he has that zombie rage. He rages out. Um, mm-hmm. Loses control. Oh yeah, it's got to be something where he loses control or something like that. I don't know. We'll see if we'll see if I'm right. <laughs> something that causes drama. Mm. Yeah. Um. Also, there was this article posted on OMFGTV.com, um, which uh, was more of a discussion with um, uh, Diane Rogerio Wright from San Diego Com- San Diego Comic Con, and she had this interesting quote. Uh, she says. There's someone that we met briefly in last season that will be coming back, but I can't tell you who it is. You've seen her before. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so my brain was puzzling. And uh, I mean, do you, do you think, are there any like recurring characters that are girls? The only person that pops out to me is, oh, no, 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 no. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, when in the episode where she eats the um, radio personality's brain. Dead air, yeah. Dead air. And this, she finds out that this woman is sleeping with a guy. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend works at the radio station. Right. Who is that girl? Who is that girl? Uh, I can't play who that girl remember. is. I'm like, she's the only female that's popping out at me. Yeah. But it's somebody that it, it must be somebody that they liked the actress, mm-hmm. or they saw that her the role of her uh, that uh, had a lot of potential. I don't know. I just nothing's standing out to me right now. Well, I'm yeah, I and I did spring this on you, so I apologize. I actually had some time to think about it, and I came up with an amazing theory. Oh gosh, what? It's Eliza. Do you remember her? From Flight of the Living Dead. This is the girl that um, was Carson McCombs' girlfriend and accidentally forwarded Carson an email where we find out that one in a thousand Max Ranger drinkers go psycho. And uh, Liv's friend Holly was with Carson when he got the email and urged Carson to expose Max Ranger, but Carson chickened out and told Eliza. And Eliza drugged Holly during that skydiving. So right when Clive was about to arrest Eliza after they figured it out, she disappears. The the oven's on and the shower curtain's missing. So uh, I was thinking there's got to be some sort of foul play involved. Like, um, oh yeah. Like, like I can only think of shower curtain like like they had to get rid of a body and they needed to uh-huh. wrap it up quick. So I'm I almost assumed that she was dead but they kind of left that hanging and i'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe since we're going to get back into max rager during season two that this girl eliza is going to come back maybe she's going to be like a maybe she's going to be a test subject Ooh. <laughs> that's my big theory if you guys got any theories about who this mystery person is that we saw last season um, that's coming back. And, you know, I was almost thinking it was Allie. You know, maybe she was talking about Allie, but... Yeah, says, that's what I was thinking. But no, that it would be somebody very, very minor. Yeah, she said we met briefly. It's not like we mm-hmm. did... We we met Peyton briefly. It was... We, she was on several episodes. Right. 
So that's it for news. Um, let's get into... Or maybe it's oh. the girl... The, the, did they kill the zombie that was in the whale? Marcy? Oh, Marcy. Yeah, did they Liv, kill her? Liv bashed they killed her head her. in. Okay. Remember? That's right. Yeah. Poor Marcy. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's get into our DVD review. Um, the iZombie Season 1 DVD is coming out September 29th, and I was sent a copy... Um, from uh, Warner Brothers. Thank you very much, Warner Brothers, if you're listening. Um, let me just tell you about it. It's a uh, three-disc set that contains all 13 episodes. It's only available on DVD, so you got standard def, but um, you know it looks it looks good on you know your widescreen TV anyway. I mean, it looks like it did on television, but not. I mean, if you had if you watch like HD television, then maybe it doesn't look. <laughs> as good mm-hmm. um the the packaging is like a you know a plastic case with three discs in it and then it's got a cardboard slip desk slip slip case um and inside you got your uh episode list descriptions air dates the discs they look like they're kind of splattered with blood um there's uh french and spanish subtitles no alabama subtitles stuff I oh dang just for you uh, no yells <laughs> no um, and, uh, yeah, as we've said before on the podcast, this is, uh, kind of a bare bones set. This is, um, uh, you know, a season one of a series that was 13 episodes on CW. Um, so, um, there's not a lot on it and I'm not sure maybe, maybe they were worried about investing too much in it, that there wasn't as much demand as there would be for like a, like a flash season. Um, but the bonus features include uh, the 2014 San Diego Comic Con panel. It's about a half hour. And well, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's actually fun to look at because you know everybody looks so fresh. They hadn't even filmed more than the pilot um, when they went to San Diego Comic Con, and you know this panel is before anybody even saw iZombie. Mm-hmm. They were, if you remember, they were supposed to screen the pilot at the con. But then both the character of Peyton and uh, Lib's mom, Eva, had been recast. So they couldn't show it because they had to do some reshoots. So they showed like a, a couple, I think they showed like a, a promo for iZombie before the panel started. But that's it. Nobody really knew anything about the show except for maybe comic book fans or whatever. Um, so, yeah, again, like everybody looks very fresh. I mean, you've got like Malcolm Goodwin, who's probably I think he's he'd never been to a Comic Con before that. Yeah, experience. I can imagine. I bet he was just it, like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, and then there's Raul, <laughs> who's you know he he's come to America for this pilot, and now he's down in Comic Con, and he's got like thousands of people in front of him, so he's looking a little, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think he looks slightly embarrassed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a good panel. Um, I, I I think it's worth a watch. Um, also, we have a bunch of deleted scenes on the disc. Um, there's a few that I wrote down to point out in the pilot. Um, there's a scene of Cl- Clive and Liv driving, and Liv explaining her visions more. And then Clive starts talking about his psychic grandma, which. You know, they put in there to explain why Clive would believe Liv's, you know, visions so easily. But Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because, 
you know, she's convincing him of this whole visions, the psychic thing that she has. And he's right into it and starts going off about his grandma and she would see things or whatever. And then it kind of pans over to live. And she's just like, what an idiot. Like he, he believes in this stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, that would have been fun. Yeah. To see. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of explains more of, like, why Clyde... I mean, they talked about this in interviews. Like, they realized they could just take that scene out and, you know, Clive believes in this stuff. There. You don't need anything explained, you know? Yeah. Um, there's one for Flight of the Living Dead, which was cool because, uh, you know, we had Liv and Peyton reflecting about their friend Holly and the TV's on, and this commercial for Max Rager comes up, and it shows <laughs> Ryan Hansen hamming it up on a snowboard in front of a green screen. <laughs> uh, you know, selling the product, and Liv and Peyton are very disgusted by it. Um, and I think the other one that's of note is from Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, rat White Rat. Um... It's a major doing an invest it, like a the inspection of the meat cute. He's there as the health inspector, and Blaine's yeah. walking him around in the back room. Major gets this like really close look at that giant saw that they have, <laughs> and Blaine's like standing behind him, and it's like, oh man, you know, he's gonna push him right into that saw. Blaine's very very creepy, very shifty. Um, and then he takes Major to check out like temperature readings in the freezer, and they're like, "Uh oh, something bad's gonna happen." But you know, it, if you remember, like he they, he did the inspection and then he came back later. Um, so yeah, that was that's that scene. So I don't know. There's some scenes on there. I mean, there's a couple of deleted scenes where I'm like, "Why did they put this on here?" But whatever. I guess it's just extra eye zombie. Um, you can actually it's coming out again September 29th. Um, you can pre-order it on Amazon for, um, I think they're discounting it to $35.98. Um, I'm going to put a link to Amazon in our show notes if you wanted to buy this early or pre-order it. Um, I would say, like, you know, if you if you don't, I mean, if you don't want to order it digitally, I mean, it's available digitally in HD. If you want to get, you know, some of those extra bonus features, I would say it's worth the buy. But, you know, if you're into digital technology and want your episodes in HD, you know, you can get it off Apple, too, um, or Amazon or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Um, so uh, maybe maybe also, like I was going to say, you know, if you did order this, if you're a big fan of iZombie and you wanted to order this uh, DVD set, I would do it just to just kind of let WB um, TV know that hey, we we love this show and we people still buy DVDs. <laughs> maybe maybe next time make you know, more of them. Put put more of a put more of a more stuff on these DVDs and maybe release it in Blu-ray and uh, HD. You know, I'd love to see this season be re-released on on Blu-ray with HD and maybe some more extra features, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get into our review of Power Rangers RPM. (laughs) Okay. All right, Robin. A computer virus has built armies of robotic soldiers and taken control of the world. But there is still one place where we can be safe, the domed city of Corinth. 
and the ho- only hope we have left is Power Rangers RPM. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> this show—it's amazing! It's amazing. <laughs> well, let me just give us a brief like introduction. Like, <laughs> we wanted to do uh, uh, another bonus episode. I mean, we did one for David Anders, and we covered. Um, uh, the zombie movie, The Revenant. And uh, there's this show, Power Rangers RPM, with Rose McIver as the Yellow Ranger. And it's like, I've got to check this out. <laughs> so I was about to do a bunch of research to find us, you know, the best episode with Rose in it. And I think there's like 32 to choose from. Um, I looked at all the episode titles and I discovered there's a two-part episode called Ranger Yellow. So, you know, if you want to pause us and check it out on Netflix, it's called Ranger Yellow. And uh, I think it's I think if you're not a Power Rangers fan, I still I, I think it's worth a, it's it's worth a watch. I definitely am not a Power Rangers fan. I've never even seen Power Rangers before. I've heard of them. I think I've seen a couple of commercials. <laughs> I think they have some movies. They've got like yeah. 10 different series. <laughs> Okay, Robin, this is the 17th season of the Power Rangers what? franchise. <laughs> yes. So, so the concept of this show is that they take they take uh, stuff that's filmed in Japan, right? And that's the the Saban people or whatever, and they use those as the action scenes and then they put our, you know, American or whatever people um, in the scenes where they don't have their helmets on. Did you know, you do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a word, uh, let's see, what is this word? To, uh, toku, okay, hold on. <laughs> toku, tokusatsu. Okay. Is a Japanese term that applies to any live action film or television drama that features considerable use of special effects. To, Tokusatsu literally translates as special filming in Japan. Ah. So it's 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 a an assault on your senses. It's loud. <laughs> it's explosions. Yeah. It's brightly colored. There's fast music. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, oh, let's let's just pause for a second and just okay. say, I, I started watching this and then the the theme song kicked in. I was like, yes. So let me just play a sample of the theme song and everybody get ready to headbang. Here it is. Like when they talk about television or videos that could set off a seizure, I think this show could set off a seizure. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's man, it's so much. It, it's it so is. much. But I mean, what constantly sold me was the action. Um, the fighting is fantastic. Yeah. The, the martial arts choreography is is awesome. And you know what I was really surprised with was like you know just hearing about the series. I just figured, you know, we'd have your actors that were non-Japanese that, you know, for for the kids on this side of the the globe. 
and then they'd put their helmets on and cut boom to you know for any sort of action that was required. Now there there's plenty of that, but there's also some great action with our actors, like Rose McIver as uh, Summer Lansdowne, uh, the Yellow Ranger, um, does have some great action scenes without her costume on. Yeah, like I said, I can totally see why anybody, you know, why a zombie would want her because she's pretty. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic actress. Like in in that two parter, she has to be funny. Mm-hmm. She has to be dramatic. She has to be physical. She, I mean, she has to be like stuck just, on herself, like a complete yeah. obnoxious character. I mean, as well. the, the arc of her story, yeah, is fantastic. She's she's and it's tropey. <laughs> and I know all kids shows are to make it kind of simple for kids to follow, but she's born a rich girl silver spoon in her mouth yeah she's insensitive she she has a butler who has raised her (laughs) and so i mean and she ends up i mean this oh and another thing the setting of this show it's post-apocalyptic yeah this is scary if i was a kid this would scare me to death Mm -hmm. but she um you know she cares about the butler even though oh my gosh there's one point robin where you know, she's like, Andrews, I'm tired. Oh, oh, Miss Summer. Oh, but, and then, like, it pulls back and you see that she's sitting on his shoulders yeah. and he's walking through the desert. But, but she ends up being a part of the Power Rangers. It's an, you know, it's such a, they're, they're heroes. They're mm-hmm. uh, saving people. They're, you know, trying to beat the bad guy. So she goes from, you know, somebody who is, insensitive and only thinks about herself because her parents uh didn't they just neglected her just left her mm-hmm. at home to be raised by the butler and ends up joining the power rangers and being a hero and they were off doing rich things they, you know spending yeah, money and stuff in, making deals in london uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and there are th- this is a point in the series where they, it, it was great. They dedicated, they must, they, I mean, there was a several episodes like Ranger Red, Ranger Blue, but I, it was kind of cool. You can tell that Rose was like one of the strongest uh, people that they wanted to write for um, in this series because she got a two part um, origin episode. And uh, yeah, she does, she does a great job in it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, <laughs> There's there's certain things I'm like okay, I mean first thing, they get like not ever watched a uh, Power Rangers episode before, like the action that begins this this episode where they're fighting this uh, guy that's giant boombox. Yeah, they I I wrote this like like he's like some sort of creature with a boombox, and then all of a sudden I realized that they were all calling him Boombot. (laughs) <laughs> which is a great name um <laughs> but then they they like they're like fighting him on their own and suddenly he turns into this giant monster and then mm-hmm. they're like plucking cartridges into their phones which changes them into their costumes and uh-huh. then they all uh, i mean by the way rose has a great entrance in this she's awesome on her motorcycle mm-hmm. so she's just drives in does a flip off her motorcycle while it's running to ram the motorcycle into the boom bot <laughs> and it's just like oh my god <laughs> like there's rose kicking butt um 
and yeah, so they're, they're, they all change in their suits, and all of a sudden they're like, uh, engine cell activate or something, and they all turn into cars? And then mm-hmm. they all turn into like this giant Voltron guy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's no original thought in the show. It's all derivative of something else. Yeah. But it's awesome. If I was a kid, I would love it. Oh, my God. If I was a little boy watching this, this... Yeah. Now, I was talking to my coworker whose son Mm -hmm. watched this for a while, and he was glad that he stopped watching it because... While he would watch it, he would uh, he would just be too rambunctious, oh. and he would uh, walk up to his dad and like pretend to slit his throat. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he said he's glad that he's on uh, Power Wheels now. Yeah. Well, I was excited. Like all of a sudden, this turned into this giant monster battle, like really cheaply filmed, like cardboard buildings all over the place, and. There's uh, there's our Power Rangers as one giant Voltron. Uh, sorry, I keep calling it Voltron, but I guess it's Megazord fighting this giant boom bot <laughs> amongst all these miniatures. And it's so cheaply filmed, but it's just, I don't know, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so weird that that, that looks terrible, yeah. but the explosions, there's like an explosion like every five seconds. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like... Uh, I wish you almost wish that the uh, the regular not not the Japanese part like the they go to the Japanese part it looks kind of cheaply made and then they go to you know our heroes and they're you know it's all filmed nicely yeah <laughs> or acceptably <laughs> not cheaply um so I had some things to point out. why does Scottish guy get to keep his accent and Rose doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. That is weird. Like, I don't, that's why I, you know, I watched the very first episode. Yeah. And I was like, what's up with these accents? But it was just his. And I was yeah. like, what? Is that oh, they, Irish? What's going on? They lean hard. On, like, uh, let's have them say, like, I, like every other man. And, yeah. Uh, you know, make all these different, you know, very tropey expressions. I mean, I guess they were, yeah, I guess they were going for like a diverse, you know, group. Uh-huh. But, why Scottish? I don't know. <laughs> Funny enough, I just actually watched a, a Key and Peel episode last night after taking notes for this, and it ended up being um, a, a take on the Power Rangers as well. Where do you remember this? <laughs> um, oh. They had Jordan Jordan Peel as the uh, Green a, Green Ranger. And the rest of the group kept calling him Black Ranger. And he was like, listen, <laughs> that's racist. I am the Green Ranger. <laughs> or Green Falcon, they were calling it. But, um, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Um, so uh, this poor suffering butler, by the way, <laughs> yeah. I felt so, like, terrible for him. Um, he Did he die? Yeah. How about that death scene? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I blinked, and like we've moved on to something else. Did, yeah. I wasn't sure if he died or not. Oh, such like he. For one thing, this old guy dies on this kid series, <laughs> but it's like the most peaceful death you've ever seen. Like he get he he fights. Uh, he he protects Summer uh, from being shot by jumping in front of uh, this laser blast from a robot, and. Um, 
he has this like he like lays down and he's like talking to her and then all of a sudden his eyes just just they just close uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like she okay. runs off yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he has the creepiest line before that um uh earlier they they you know they have this 80 they're about to have this 80 mile uh piggyback ride and um she doesn't real she realizes she doesn't know this butler's first name and this is this is I guess the turning point for her character like oh man I need to I need to you know she's trying to find some sort of humility and she's talking to uh her butler about it and he says this I'm waiting for you to show me who you really are under that hair that makeup those fancy clothes well now- it's because <laughs> when she was she wanted a surprise party for herself uh-huh. and she had a lot of makeup on and her hair was fixed and she was wearing a nice uh, party dress and uh-huh. the summer that we know now who is a power ranger doesn't dress like that she doesn't wear a lot of makeup she wears like minimal makeup mm-hmm. like most people on television do <laughs> But still, that was a creepy line. Yeah, I thought it was very, uh, you know, very on the nose, very not not uh, subtle at all. No, no, it's it's so made the for real kids. her is somebody who doesn't wear makeup. Yeah. <laughs> um, but see. yeah, like it's tropey, and it and in some places it's you know written poorly, like you would expect for children, mm-hmm. because children do not care about that part. But, okay, you know when we see Rose and Red Power Ranger? Who's the leader? The guy with the hair. Oh, that's It's on the original. Red Ranger, yeah. Okay. She, did they, that, this was in this part, wasn't it, where she and he, he, he's on the back of her motorcycle, and she comes skidding in to the dome city just <laughs> as the door closes. Yeah. And then she takes her, her helmet off and, like, you know, whisks, you know, whips her hair and oh, her yeah. hair, you know, <laughs> and it's just a great shot. Well, we see that in the very first episode. Oh, really? In the very first episode, you don't know the person that she used to be. Mm. And so I just, oh, I, I would, now I want to go back and I want to watch all the episodes and I want to <laughs> see everybody's origin story because of the very first episode, okay, Black Power Ranger, who, Black Ranger, who is the, um, Strong, silent type. Yes, he's he's a, he's okay. a stud man of the show. I think stud. Okay, this the good looking guy. As much as and the Scottish the, guy wants to be the stud. <laughs> yes, and then the other guy who is like the comic relief, who yeah. like talks a lot and is like neurotic. Yeah, they came into the city together, and so I would like to know their character backstories. And so, in other words, we're doing a Power on one Rangers hand, podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. On one hand, I'm kind of. <laughs> Uh, like, this is an obnoxious show. <laughs> On the other hand, I would kind of want to know more. Adelaide Kane. Okay, uh-huh. from my other, you know, she's my other girl crush on the CW. You know, she plays a bad guy, and I, I get this feeling that that's not her, that she's being mind controlled. <laughs> she's the one that's constantly this- talking to the robots or whatever, and she, like, like she is just hates, she hates the Yellow Ranger, and she loves diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know more about her. How did she? Yeah, did what's she her origin story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. It's strange. I figured it would be though, kind of uh, jumping into an episode which is like deep into the series, which the series, of course, is deep into this gigantic franchise <laughs> that I have no idea about. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, let's see. Let me tell you how much this it's worth. Hold on, it's opening. Continue. He he sold it. The what? The franchise. Oh. The biggest cash. This is from Forbes Beyond Power Rangers Mm -hmm. from two thousand and one. Um. The biggest cash payout ever to a Hollywood mogul, $1.5 billion, has just gone to a self-described cartoon schlepper named Haim Sabin. Haim Sabin. Mm-hmm. He's no celebrity, but if you've been around young children, especially boys, in the last eight years, you probably know the program that launched his success, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes, that live-action Japanese import in which... Uh, teenage actors morph into karate kicking dynamos and grunt. <laughs> hey, Power Rangers were the best selling licensed toy of the 1990s. $6 billion at wholesale since 1993 by Saban's Reckoning. So, yeah, he, um, Fox is paying Saban $60 million wow. for his share of the 14 hour a week time slot dubbed Fox Kids Network. Anyway, this dude's rich mm. because of this. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I did some reading in Wikipedia and saw like this this series would have gone on longer if there was more like was scheduled correctly and uh, I, I'm not sure like people didn't know where it was or whatever um, what what network was on Disney XD or something like that uh-huh. so so it kind of ended after maybe one season so yeah if you guys want to see like Rose uh, kicking some major ass and. Uh, you know, you maybe want to watch something with uh, young kids um, uh, or on your headphones while your wife looks at you incredulously, um, then uh, I would say check this out. Um, let's see. What what else is there really to talk about? Oh, I, I know why Rob Thomas hired Rose McIver. Oh. It was because of her delivery of the snappy one-liners. <laughs> yeah. That was it. He was like, "This is the girl. This uh, is Liv." <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I love the. Uh, I love her. Come get some in her fight with the uh, girl. There's a in this episode, this two parter. Um, Rose's character Summer has to marry uh, Dean and Sam Winchester's brother Chaz. Uh, who's dressed like a Disney prince or a Mountie or something, um, in order to basically, um, so her, par- her parents, the are, family rich. Yeah, the parents have gone broke, so they're like they're immediately thinking that if uh, Summer marries this uh, Winchester brother, uh, that uh, why do you, why do you say Winchester brother? His last name is Winchester. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean it was like, oh, this is the brother they don't talk about on uh, Supernatural. <laughs> um, but uh, they immediately think that if he, they marry marry her into the Winchester family, that what the fa- the family will then immediately give the parents a bunch of money or something. Well, you know, this is that old fashioned uh, they dowry. Still, they thing. still do dowries, huh? Yeah. In this universe, in this post apocalyptic yeah. society. And I love the lesson at the end is basically like, oh, we're going to get a job. <laughs> that's that's. that's but we do get to see Rose in a in a beautiful wedding dress, um, and also kicking ass in a, a beautiful wedding dress, much yeah. like uh, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Um, and so that was cool. Oh, there was also this crazy stunt, and I'm not sure if it was green screened. I didn't really go back to look at it. 
but there's this like uh, gigantic explosion that happens behind Rose in one shot. It like it fires so much that it takes up the entire screen, and she goes flying forward. Uh, oh, when she's out in the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's much else I can say about this show. No, we did it justice. We, we did, did as good as we could have done it. Check it out. <laughs> I mean, they're like 20-minute episodes. Watch Ranger Yellow Part 1 and Part 2. Just so, If you're a Rose fan, I'd say definitely check that out. Um, so that's it for that. Um, do we have anything in the mailbag? Let me double-check. Not that we really expect any feedback from you guys, because um, I didn't actually put a call out for feedback. Um, but uh, if you ever want to write in to us, we're at izombiepodcast at gmail.com. I mean, you don't need to just write in to talk about an episode. You can write in and say, hi. Um, um, also, we are, again, very new on the iTunes. Our new feed is, you know, fresh. It's still got all our all our old episodes on it, which is great. Um, and uh, if you want to, if you want to help us out a little bit, I would say just leave us like a, a you know a five star review, you know, to kind of boost our boost our rating, boost our placement in uh, the list of thousands and thousands of podcasts out there. Um, so yeah, there's nothing in the mailbox. So I guess I will ask you if you had anything else to say before we went. <laughs> Nope, I think we've covered it. All right, well, this was a short one, uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we will see you. I mean, unless I come up with another brilliant idea, like uh, I find out that, uh, you know, Raul was uh, in some sort of uh, ass-kicking children's show, Um, I guess we'll say uh, see you you, uh, after the premiere. Yeah. Bye. Initiate Super Sword, Megazord, and pre-recorded plugs. Go! The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in 3, 2, 1... Go. You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel, Redemption Cast. Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series, The Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, izombiepodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brand Appetit!